Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Morning shot. Good morning. This is Lin Lee, and you're with me on Morning Shot. Just hot out of the oven from a Washington, D.C. court, former U.S. President Donald Trump has pleaded not guilty to conspiring to overturn his 2020 presidential election defeat. That is the latest of the criminal charges that he's been hit with, and the most serious one so far, among a total of three cases threatening to derail his 2024 White House bid. The latest indictment caps an inquiry into events surrounding the riot at the U.S. Capitol on the 6th of January 2021. For more insights, we're joined by Tricia Craig, Senior Lecturer for Social Sciences, Sociology and Political Science, and Vice President for Engagement at Yale and U.S. College. Welcome to the show, Tricia. Thanks so much. It's great to be here. No, Tricia, he's pleaded not guilty, but um, he doesn't seem to care very much, does he? Can you weigh in on the gravity of all of this that we're hearing? Absolutely. Um, so as you mentioned, this is his third indictment. Uh, it's the second federal one. You know, the first two, remember, were for um, hush payments uh, to avoid having an extramarital affair come to light. Um, the other one was about the classified documents case where he took uh, allegedly sensitive materials to Mar-a-Lago after leaving office. But But this indictment, that is about the January 6th riots, certainly much, much more serious. It's mm. about, it's a conspiracy to defraud the U.S. There are other people in his orbit who are being indicted. And really, it's a case that I think is at the heart of American democracy. What it's saying is that a defeated president was willing to use illegal means to prevent the peaceful transfer of power, which has always been kind of a hallmark of U.S. democracy. You know, does he care? I, you know, I think one could argue that precisely the reason he's still running and on the campaign trail is because of all these criminal charges. He's not necessarily running because, you know, he has a plan for all the different policies he wants to enact for the good of the country. One reason is he's running to avoid the consequences of his actions. If he wins, presumably he will attempt to at least pardon himself or perhaps can use his candidacy as a kind of a bargaining chip. Uh, to get some kind of assurance that he can stay out of jail. I think at this point, one of Trump's main priorities is staying out of prison. Mm. Trump has also repeatedly attacked the investigation as a political witch hunt by the Department of Justice. That, of course, hasn't been proven true. But could there be any likelihood at this point that Trump could produce cold hard evidence to prove what he said has had any bearing at all? You know, I don't know that it's a question of kind of producing evidence. Really, what he is doing and what his supporters are doing is repeating a narrative, and that might be good enough. What he will do, what even some of his Republican presidential opponents will do, and of course his supporters will do, is they'll keep up this drumbeat that it's a witch hunt. Why is the timing of this happening now? Look, the Justice Department had two years to bring these charges. It's a political attempt to take attention away from the case involving Hunter Biden. Uh, the president's son. It's all politically motivated. That's the drumbeat I think that we are going to hear over and over from both former President Trump and his supporters. Mm. In fact, the criminal charges seem to have strengthened his position as the clear front runner for the Republican presidential nomination. Why is that so? Does his other Republican rivals even have a close shot here at becoming the party's nominee? 
you know, I think when one looked at from the outside, the fact that a candidate could have multiple indictments against him, multiple cases coming against him, is really mind-boggling that it actually helps his campaign. Um, you know, and, and not even these federal indictments, but don't forget, he relatively recently had a conviction in a civil trial mm-hmm. uh, about sexual abuse and defamation of a writer. She was awarded $5 million. You know, for a normal candidate, any one of these would sink a campaign. But, you know, we know that Trump is in some ways unsinkable. I think there are a couple of different things that are going on here. One is Trump does incredibly well at tapping on sense of grievance among his supporters, right? His public responds to his claims that the system is is stacked against him and that the system is stacked against them. And the more the indictments come, the more it is, I would say, quote, evidence, unquote, to his supporters that the system is unjust. Another aspect of this is that's really quite unusual is the way that the field of Republican candidates are reacting. Like normally an opponent with a pile of indictments would be a gift, Mm -hmm. but there's been very little criticism uh, on the part of his opponents, largely because they're afraid of alienating this very strong core of the Republican base who supports Trump. So the leading candidates, they're not exactly rushing to his defense, but they are sidestepping it in a way that helps him. Right. So Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, he he says very little about Trump himself, but he talks about that these uh, prosecutions are the result of a corrupt justice system. Um, Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina, he's, he talks about a witch hunt. Nikki Haley, the former governor of um, South Carolina, mm-hmm. has said she would pardon Trump. And even former Vice President Mike Pence, who was literally in physical danger on January 6th from some of Trump's supporters because he refused to stop the certification of Biden's win. He has been quite loath to criticize Trump, although his tone has shifted a little bit since the the latest indictment. But overall, I think this tiptoeing around the issues by the other GOP candidates really benefits Trump enormously. And, you know, and of course, let's not forget, he's using these indictments to his own benefit. Mm. He is fundraising off of his legal woes with every development, with every indictment. He sends out appeals and he rakes in more cash. It's just amazing. It seems like these trials and perhaps even convictions, if they happen, could not waver that support. So what is the thing that could no maybe make a dent to all this support he's getting? I, you know, I, I share your sort of mind-bogglingness. Um, there is a core of supporters who are true diehards who I think will never waver. Mm-hmm. But there are some things that could chip away at this. One is, what will these unnamed co-conspirators do? So there are six people. The charges against them are extremely serious. Mm-hmm. And although they're not named, the descriptions of their action tell us pretty much who five of the six of them are. So it's people like former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani, Trump lawyer Sidney Powell, uh, former Justice official, former Justice Department official um, Jeffrey Clark. So the question is, what will they do? Mm-hmm. Will they turn on Trump to save themselves? One of the reasons to have unnamed co-conspirators is the signal from the prosecutors, you have a chance here to 
you know, come over to our side. So whether they will turn on him, I think it depends on whether they think he's likely to win and make all this go away with a pardon. But if they do and they have to um, admit in court that the claims of election fraud were all lies, as Jack Smith's indictment makes clear, then this could perhaps chip away at a little of the support. Also, I think the timing of the trials. We don't know when the trial dates will be set. Mm. At the arraignment this morning, Trump's lawyers have certainly tried to push all of the proceedings as far into the future as they possibly can. They want to have these trials after the election, but that may not be the case. Trump is on the campaign trail dealing with multiple trials, having to leave it, having to go testify. This will certainly be a distraction during the campaign, and I could see that also chipping away at some support. And then, of course, there's also, what about conservative social media? There is definitely a media bubble that is supporting Trump repeating these narratives of uh, unfair uh, justice system, et cetera. If that sort of conservative media bubble where we know people often don't wander out to hear other news, mm-hmm. if, if that breaks, then we could also see a little bit of uh, movement away from Trump. So let's say if Trump eventually becomes the Republican nominee for 2024, Would you say the U.S. democratic system is at stake, as what some analysts are saying at the moment? This is obviously not a proud moment for American democracy. Um, One of the most troubling aspects of it is how I think the party would undoubtedly rally around him if he were the candidate. Mm -hmm. And they would support this narrative of witch hunt and they would continue to delegitimize democratic institutions like the Department of Justice. Undermining institutions by one of two major political parties would really be detrimental for U.S. democracy. But it also does strike me that if he becomes the nominee, it's not just a cause of the deterioration of the system, but a reflection, really, of one of the deepest problems with American politics. And that's how very, very polarized it is, which leads to not being able to get anything done across the political divide. And I think, you know, to that point, I think it's telling that on the same day the indictments came down, Fitch Ratings, which is one of the big three credit rating agencies, mm-hmm. downgraded U.S. government debt mm-hmm. from its sterling uh, AAA rating mm-hmm. to AA+. This is largely because of the dysfunction and growing instability of U.S. Mm-hmm. politics. It's not a, really about whether the U.S. can pay its debt or not. And we saw how badly the markets reacted to that. And, you know, I don't think analysts feel that the AAA rating is coming back anytime soon. Uh, Trisha, bringing it closer to home, what would a second-term Trump presidency mean for the world, especially for Asia? I think there are a number of reasons to be wary of the second Trump presidency. One is, what would happen with Ukraine? Uh, Trump hasn't said whether he supports Ukraine. He said he could stop the war in 24 hours, which many fear means that he would give the Russians what they want. We know he's no fan of NATO. So I think Ukraine is in question. Climate change, you know, we, we sort of tend to think of that as a different part of politics, but this has been the hottest summer on record. And if we have any hope of addressing climate change, it's really important for the U.S. and China Mm. to make progress. And under a new Trump administration, we would likely see the U.S. pulling back from a lot of its um, climate commitments. And then in terms of Asia in particular, you know, I think we have seen uh, a lot of activity in recent months by the Biden administration in this part of the world. Uh, Secretary of State Antony Blinken has been to the region three times in the last two months. 
suggesting that the much talked about pivot to Asia is happening. We know that the Indo-Pacific was not a huge priority for uh, the Trump one administration. Um, But also when we think about U.S.-China relations, which has deep implications for this part of the world, you know, I don't think that there are massive differences in terms of an anti-China stance from the U.S. on either the Biden or Trump administration. But what we have seen recently is there is an attempt by the Biden administration to sort of thaw things or move, reset the relations to at least a place where the two can talk. Trisha, thank you very much for your insights and perspectives this morning. All right. Thanks so much for having me. Have a great day. We've been speaking with Trisha Craig, Senior Lecturer for Social Sciences, Sociology and Political Science and Vice President for Engagement at Yale and U.S. College. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.